passage of scripture I want to share with you all today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 11, beginning in verse 2. It says this, it says, when John, being John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. So John the Baptist, who was once so certain about this Jesus, who who boldly announced the ministry of Jesus along the riverbanks of Jordan, is now questioning the ministry of Jesus. You see, John's no longer out in the wilderness running around wild. He's now locked in a prison cell because he stood up to the evil king Herod. And so now he's been waiting patiently for the Messiah. But that certainty that he once had, it's not so clear anymore. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? It's one of those, I thought you were gonna statements. You've heard those before. I I, I thought you were gonna. So what, what happened with John? I mean, did he, did he lose faith? Did, did he question Jesus? Did he, did he no longer believe that Jesus was the one that he and all of Israel had been hoping and longing for all of these years? I don't believe that the answer is no to either one of those questions, but, but instead, John is wrestling something that, that each and every one of us wrestle with as long as we walk with God. It's discouragement. Discouragement happens when, when there's a gap between our expectations and our experience, our expectations and our reality. When we have these expectations that are not met because reality is different from what we had hoped for originally. When your test results are not what you had hoped for. When, when your ju- new job was not what you had expected it to be. When your children don't do what you had hoped that they would do. When your picture of life turns out not the way that you had envisioned it when you first started painting it. Discouragement. It's that gap that we find ourselves in. That, that gap between what we expect, and what we experience. And the way that this story ends with John the Baptist is not the way that we would expect it to end or what we would hope for it to end like. 
We would expect a, a fleet of angels to come into John's prison cell and bust open the doors with a hallelujah chorus. And John walks off and he keeps proclaiming the good news of Jesus. But instead, the way this story ends just a few chapters later is that John's head is severed and served on a platter at a dance party. It's a hard story. But sometimes hard times need hard stories. And we find the good in them. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? See, I don't know about you, but I, I think that's often the question that, that we ask ourselves from our own prison cells. That confine us to a limited understanding of who God is. Are, are you the one who is to come or, or should we keep waiting? Should we expect someone else? It's that question that, that we ask from our own jail cells that, that block our view from the concrete walls that are built to divide us with hatred and injustice. It's discouragement forcing us into that gap. And discouragement can wreck your faith I'm easily. I know that you all have had these conversations before where they start off, I, I thought you were gonna. Those kind of conversations where there's a gap between expectations and experience. I, I thought the church was, I thought Christianity was, I, I thought Christ was. And you know, it's easy to become discouraged when you are the one who sets the expectations for what you think church, Christianity, Christ ought to do. It's easy to become discouraged. But also discouragement, discouragement can also lead to a breakthrough in our faith. Discouragement can also build up our faith. It's, it's just the harder work because it calls us to get over our own expectations and, and see the reality for something that, that might be good or perhaps even better than what we initially expected it to be. You see, John had these expectations of who this Jesus was. He had known John throughout his whole life. They, they were cousins. John had these expectations for who this Jesus was and so John stood on the banks of the river Jordan and he called people, you brood of vipers. Don't you know that Jesus is coming with an ax in hand, swinging it to cut down the trees and throw them into the fire if they don't bear any fruit? Don't you know that this Jesus is, is coming with a pitchfork in hand to separate the wheat from the chaff and burn it all away? Repent. And then Jesus shows up and John's like, WTF, where's the fire? Where's the fork? What happened? See, Jesus didn't come with any of those things. But here's what Jesus says back to John in the midst of John's discouragement. He says, John, I know you're in a prison cell, but don't you see what's going on? Look around you. I gave a blind man back his sight. I, I, I made a cripple walk again. 
I've cleansed lepers. There was a dead man that I, I raised back to life. The, the poor, I've, I've told them about the good news of the kingdom of God and the alleyways and the byways. John, don't, don't you see? And you know what's fascinating about this is that Jesus does his Jesus thing and Jesus doesn't give an explanation of, of who he is. He doesn't let us off that easy. He doesn't give an explanation of of who he is back to John. Instead, he just gives examples of how he is at work. He he gives the evidence. And so while John's questioning, you know, Jesus, just, just tell me, it's a simple question. Are you the one or should we keep waiting? But Jesus doesn't respond to John with an explanation of who he is. Instead, he gives evidence. And it's as if to say to John, and maybe perhaps to all of us, it's as if to say to John, here, John, here's, here's all the evidence. I'll, I'll lay it all out there for you. You make up your own mind. But I'll tell you that, that the hurting, that the poor, the disenfranchised, the marginalized, they, they know they know that I have come for them. That they found hope, peace, and joy in me. And so, John, the question for you now is, who do you say that I am? John had a choice to make. Was this the one? And you know, it's, the choice that we have to make too. We too, at times, might feel stuck in that gap between our expectations of Jesus and our experience. I mean, this season of Advent, we're kind of stuck in the gap between Jesus' first coming to Bethlehem in a manger and his second long-awaited coming in glory. And we might find ourselves discouraged. Discouraged by our own selves. Man, that's easy to do this Christmas season. We might find ourselves discouraged by the church. Let's be honest. We might find ourselves discouraged by the world. Discouraged by all the injustices that that are still present. All, all the pain that is, that is still palpable, all, all the sin that is still felt, all the darkness that is still present. And we may, we may even feel discouraged by God. While we're sitting here in the gap. And in that time, we ask that same question that John asked. Is this the one? Is this the one that I've been waiting for? And that's the question that I can't wrap up nicely with a Christmas bow for you. It's a question that you got to wrestle with God for. But we have that simple 
that ancient and that desperate prayer that is also on all of our lips. It's just, come, Lord Jesus, come. And so God, I pray this morning, I pray this morning that you would come and be Emmanuel to us. That you would be God with us. Lord, for whatever questions that we have in our own hearts, whatever doubts, whatever, whatever uncomfortableness, Lord, I pray that you come that you bring your light, that you bring your spirit, and that you speak a word to us. That you would meet us right where we need you to meet us. God, that you would come into our prison cells speaking a word of hope, speaking a word of joy, speaking a word of light, even in the darkness. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Amen.